the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is up on the porch with us, and we're going to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And it's fairly cool out here. Yeah, it is cool. Well, we kind of got a little rain yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's cool. It's just uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> milder than the internet. It's, it's passable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, we'll try again. It's mildly, uh, passably <laughs> cool here. No, um, half an inch. Passably mild here. Half an inch, wow. Half an inch. Is that right? In our yeah. Yeah. I was worried about the Sinisa. They were predicting it. And no. They, uh, no. I was going, I didn't see it in the forecast. I didn't know what to. Yeah, I didn't see it. In fact, we had. Uh, but the Sinisa knew. Judy's niece and her brother from uh, South Africa are visiting, and last night it was pretty miserable, yeah. but the wind was blowing, and she says, this sure feels like you're going to have rain. Is that, <laughs> is that what it means? And I said, nah, it's not. Yeah. Like that. So. I don't know what forecast you were looking at, because <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, did was you really? It, was okay. it there? Yeah. All right. You could just watch the Sinisa and see what they were doing. Yeah, we should have. They'd have told us. <laughs> they would have told you. Hey, Trace, it's going to rain tonight. I right. was I was just congratulating Trace for making our porch view so yes. so beautiful today. Actually, it is very pretty. I, th- I think this is the so I would love to most, take the credit for that most picturesque uh, planting that we have of, of great plants too. So I so I, I ordered the plants, but the girls arrange them. Is that uh, right? Yeah, my my taste in arrangements not that great. So. <laughs> um, you, my they, man's got to know his weaknesses. I, I, I know what I don't know. I've told you about my the time I took floral arrangement. Did uh, you, ba- I, did I, you I pass? Can, yeah, I, I can make I can make all A's on the written part. Yeah. But uh, when it came to arranging the the arrangement, putting arrangements together, they can give me every flower in the building. And you still and it looked like trash, <laughs> but I, I knew it looked like trash compared to the others. Yeah, but I couldn't fix it, huh? And so the instructor, was a friend of mine, by came up to me and said, "We'll give you an A in this course if you promise never to take floral design again." <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was in Mississippi State, then. What a great deal! <laughs> did you did you take that deal? Yeah, I took that deal. Okay, I don't blame you. But it was it was sad, like like you say, it was sad. Well, tell tell folks what you're looking at. 
Well, besides uh, the, you got uh, besides the besides Calvin, uh, yeah, besides Calvin, <laughs> a little bit to the right of Calvin. Well, the the thing that's the most spectacular and kind of new is the Mystic Spires salvia. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a sea of blue. So there's three, yeah. three different salvias there, and uh, they're actually in our ad. Is that right? They are. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. You, you know, mean Mystic? Heard. That Mystic Spires is on, on sale. It's on sale. He's pulling wow. it up right now, but I believe that's four eighty-eight. Wow. Um, we'll, we'll see if I'm right. Okay, I'm going to check. And, yeah. and the other one that y'all were looking at is also in the ad. So the Salvia Grey guys are in there, too. And there's probably about seven or eight different colors. And now, this one over here is quite spectacular. Yeah, the color is uh, distinctive, but also it's a compact yeah. uh, plant. It's kind of tighter than we would expect in terms of the uh, top. So we, and, uh, lots of blooms. We've got the we've got the traditional pinks, the whites, the reds, and the one that we're we're talking about is like a magenta color. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's very very pretty. Wait uh, a minute, is that is that maroon? M- magenta. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's <No>. magenta. Just <laughs> it's, uh, clearly magenta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Salvias, Vic, uh, Victoria Blue, Mystic Spires, and May Night. Our 488 in a one-gallon container. That Mystic Spire to the Texas Superstar. Well, keep scrolling because the Texas A, the Texas, the Salvia Gray guys are even a better price. Oh, it does. Yeah. Why? Okay. They're they're not in that group. They're like 388 uh, or something. Oh, maybe okay. It's, maybe it's higher up. Oh, okay. What about these these spectacular porterweeds over here? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it in there. Those are on sale for three eighty eight. Oh, the Salvia Greg Eye? Yes, they are. Oh, cool. That's a good deal. That's the ones in the front? Uh, no, that's, that's all the, the blue. One. All the blues that are right there are the ones that are four eighty eight. The big tall ones? And the Salvia the... Greg Eyes are the ones where the red is looking The magenta. At. The magenta ones. Oh, the magenta. And the, oh. magenta. And the other okay. colors. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very hey, what, cool. What about these beautiful porterweeds? You like that, right? Red, yeah, yeah. The red porterweed. So I, I, you bought, are, I bought them all again. That's so, what uh, I was thinking to say. You must have bought them out. Nobody else has any, or at least that's I that, don't think anybody else has. That's any. that red one that uh, we like. Dwarf so red, much. yeah. But uh, and why would you like porterweed? Well, it's it's kind of an interesting plant. It's uh, you know it kind of weeps and the, the blooms move up and down the stems. <laughs> But the thing is, it's um, as a nectar source, it seems to be one of the most popular. Cherry did a little research and indicates that the yeah. po- the nectar is very potent, and so it doesn't take long for the hummingbirds and the, the butterflies and bees to figure out that it's the most potent nectar there, and so they all compete for it. Even though the flower portion is limited. <laughs> But, uh, of course, it's a distinctive bright color, so it's showy. Anyway. The red one is. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then there's that uh, regular purple. we got any of the purple left? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure there's some in front of one of these tables over here in a two-gallon pot. Okay. So that that's a, l- a little larger size. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't tried that, it's an exotic. doesn't seem to make it through the winter, but... Uh, and don't, it, let, don't let the name fool you. <laughs> so even though it's called porter weed, it's it's still beautiful. Yeah. And there's a hummingbird on it right now. Sure is. Hey, how'd there. you manage that? <laughs> Are the hummingbirds trained I'm here? Just, I'm just good that way. Okay. <laughs> and it's a uh, Paul, uh, Paul Cox plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he promoted it for several years before we caught on. <laughs> mm-hmm. He grew it before the Botanical Society grew it for their sales. 
that's the first time I ever heard of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And then I then I took off on the name. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Excited about the name. Uh, we did some research on it. Some of our listeners did, and uh, it's a it's a in the Caribbean and the uh, South America, and it's used for medical, a lot of medical purposes. Oh, that right? Yeah, and there's a there's a number of there's like fourteen or fifteen different at least. Um, and we we saw a few of them, a number of them last year because it was hard to find the. Yeah, I had, a, ri- I had yeah, about you, five or six different colors. Yeah, at one point. you had coral and mm-hmm. all different types. That hummingbird is stopping at every one of those blooms. Yeah, he's going to be fat on nectar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he's not leaving. No, he's, 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 he's full on the rest there now. No, he'll, he'll come back. <laughs> but anyway, I think I think they bloom up the. Up those long spikes on new growth. I think you're. I think you're. Yeah, they don't go down. I don't really think they bloom down. They have a tendency to look like they. But they put out several spikes. Yeah, and here and here, these uh, specimens that are in the this display here are kind of are, are more upright. If you if you put give them a lot of space in full sun out in your garden or a raised bed. Then they have a little tendency to weep, which is really attractive too. These yeah, how big a one have you ever grown? Well, the, these guys uh, about oh two feet tall and two feet wide. Oh, okay. The purple, <laughs> um, three by three at least. The coral, I've had I had well, at least one of those that was. Uh, Oh, like five feet wow. tall and five feet wide. Now, and it did not didn't bloom consistently like the red and the purple did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when it bloomed in the fall, it just kind of took over the whole. <laughs> yeah. Then it drew, drew everything that was uh, flying into having some of its nectar. So it's really yeah, it's really an interesting plant. Yeah, that mist expires. Uh was first first uh, discovered, I guess, or tried up at uh, up in East Texas with uh, Brent Pemberton, our, our horticulturist up there, ornamental horticulturist, and he put it in his trials. Uh, he has trials every year, a flowering annual, and uh, this thing he has people come in and vote with flags. They each given flag. Uh-huh. And uh, that one won two years in a row, and uh, it uh, it continued blooming into the summer. So this uh, that mystic spire can take uh, can take pretty, pretty hot temperatures and and in full sun. Uh, I don't think it does it well in the shade. I've, I've never grown it in the shade, but uh, if a partial partial shade it'll work all right but uh this indigo uh mystic spires is a uh upshoot of uh the old indigo spire a hybrid of a hybrid yeah yeah, yeah that's right they indigo spires was a hybrid yeah and uh indigo the member indigo how it it could be huge in yeah the- yeah <laughs> it just took over oh, whatever yeah. Reminded me of uh, butterfly rose, the, space, the amount of space that would take. 
I tell a story about my mother. I planted it in Tennessee where it gets plenty of rain yeah. and stuff. And uh, I said, Mother, you've got to cut that back in half. Cut it in half. And she gave me that mother look and said, as long as it's got one bloom on there, I'm not cutting it in half. So she didn't cut it in half. We had to get a bulldozer to get that thing out. And then when I... <laughs> When I, when I told I said, well, do you want some more next year? She said, oh, no, it got too big. <laughs> <laughs> Only mothers. But this one doesn't go that big. It's it's a more on the dwarf side. And it's got a... It's a manageable. Uh, yeah, yeah, manageable. Yeah, dis- discipline, a bit of a discipline. Yeah. So it looks really... The, the blooms are spectacular. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but it also is an uh, orderly, disciplined-looking plant. Yeah, when I first walked up here on the porch, I about jumped over the rail and looking at that thing. Got lots of bees on it. Now, they will, uh, we haven't been emphasizing that, but especially in the fall, the uh, salvias are uh, really the, one oh, of the top yeah. uh, nectar sources. And so are the lantanas that... Uh, the um, hummingbirds and butterflies shift a lot of their uh, attention to them, so it's all, and they're so reliable. It's always good to have a yeah. a supply of them in your landscape. I never have grown mystic spires, uh, but I, I, after the bloom fades, I guess it's better to deadhead those. I would, wouldn't you? You to can. make them re, reflush yeah. growth. Yeah, and not, well, I don't. I didn't grow mystic spires, but uh, the other selections, you can yeah, cut, cut them back. You can cut them back completely. Oh you. yeah, and that causes them to break, uh, break branches or, or make limbs get closer to the ground. But uh, it's a very forgiving plant. Is a resistant to iron chlorosis, uh, our yellowing of the plant. And the hummingbirds and butterflies and bees and everything love it. Now, what's your opinion, uh, Trace, over there of the uh, that kind of the f- yellow fire fire bush over there? Well, that's the that's a, are we talking the one with the the yeah kind the, of the, the funny bloom or the one with yeah. the yellow leaves? Oh, the, the, with the, the funny bloom. So that's a compact selection. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think they're really cool. It, you know. Normal firebush gets too big to grow in a pot, have like on a patio situation. That one is going to stay uh, much shorter and fuller, so great for uh, patio selection uh, to broad- bring the hummingbirds into the patio. Well, all of them do pretty well in, a pa- in my experience in a patio. It just changes their whole growth mode. You wouldn't believe that the ones that are <laughs> growing on my, are, if you put them out there in the yard, they just kind of. Take over, take over, and uh, look almost like mist flower. You know all the space they take. Yeah, but that is that bloom kind of consistent. Like yes, that? happy cool. Hey, uh, let's talk to Judy on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Judy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. I got plenty of sleep for one. See, <laughs> let me say, what I'm calling about is uh, uh, all these new hoses. I'd like to hear your comparison of, of the, the the pros and cons of the new hoses. I have hoses back here. I spent a lot of money on that still kink and had to be taped and still kink. And uh, I have a lot of little narrow areas I have to go through, and, they ha- and uh, the lengths of hoses just never fit me. I need one maybe 
60 feet, not 75 feet, because the longer it is, if you don't need it that long, then it kinks. Well, anyway, the new metal ones attracted me for a while, and then I thought maybe they're going to be too heavy for me to haul around because I'm an older lady on a cane. Then I started looking at the fabric hoses, and some of the fabric hoses seem to be real good and some don't. So I just wonder if you could compare those with tell me what would be the best thing for me to invest in. Uh, the best water hose I've, I've seen is a Drom brand. Uh, it's, uh, How do you it's spell not that? Hip- I'm a horrible spelter. D-R-A-M-M, I believe. D-R-A-M-M, uh, Drom. It's, uh, it's and- not cheap. Uh, we do get them occasionally. We don't have any right now, but... That, what is uh, the name the, of it? I mean, what is the type of hose? Is it metal, aluminum, or? No, no, it's it's just a regular it's a regular water hose, but it's made better than most. Plastic or uh, rubber? Or? Uh, it's rubbery. Yeah. yeah. I you know I'm halfway convinced that it depends on your use, depends on the individual, um, that what kind of performance you get because there's. Um, I know some gardeners swear by the uh, the rubber, natural rubber ones, but I, they drive me crazy with that, yeah. that kinking. <laughs> and if you, yeah, and then this, uh, the other times, you don't have to move them a lot. The plastic, pretty stiff ones are, are pretty are useful. Well, what I find on those is when you coil them up and they're in any kind of heat, then when you go to uncoil it, it's still coiled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, but do you do what I do? Uh, I don't worry as much about kinking as I I destroy more of them with lawnmowers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oops. That's another good point about getting a good colored one. Yeah. So uh, you don't. Okay, so it doesn't blend with the. Right. Uh, don't get a green one. Well, what about <laughs> those point, fa- fabric ones, the nylon type fabric I, ones? That, I've, that... I've heard some really good things, and I've heard some really bad things. So uh, that's going to be trial and error. We don't we don't stock one of those, so I don't have a an answer for you on that. I, I do have an answer on your length, though. We okay. do carry uh, we do carry a small hose. I think it's twelve or fifteen, 15 feet. Fifteen. Oh. That you can add on to a fifty to be shorter. Well, I've done longer, that, and what happens a, is the the coupling area it always leaks. I mean, I turn the hose and it unscrews it somehow, <clears throat> and it's always leaking water there, you know. And it's never the the pieces I bought like that to add on have never been as good a quality as the rest of the hose. So it's just always a, a constantly trying to figure out how to get a better uh-huh. deal and fa- faster watering. And <laughs> you know, you, we, I think I think you have to live with, live with a little bit of that here. Because uh, you go, um, oh, gosh, I don't know, every year I've got lots of hose bibs and connections, but I'll have, I bet I'll have two or three that drip, that don't shut off completely because of our calcium and our yeah. deposits. It mm-hmm. doesn't uh, take long to mess them up. Yeah, so you just, you get, you're kind of you faced with that constantly. Right? Uh, well, yeah, well, you that you brought up a good a good issue. Um I'm afraid there isn't the best answer for You that. know, I think that's the first hose question we've gotten. <laughs> I think you're right. 20 years. <laughs> Way to go, Judy. <laughs> well, I've, I've dragged a lot of heavy hoses around all over the yard, but when I couldn't do that even 10 years ago before I had any surgeries on my hips. I was still out there pushing, pulling and pushing with my cane and my hose. Getting, But I've, now it's getting where it's such an ordeal for me. Uh, so I have rheumatoid arthritis, and it's hard, hard for me to pull over 100 feet of hose over to someplace else, you know. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, think I, would, I think I'd have a hose set out for each direction and leave it there. 
Well, that's kind of what I do. I've got all oh, these good idea. places out Except there. Venue. And then and the mowing for, gets forbid it. any handy man to ever turn anything or touch anything. I got it all set the way I want it, and they go out there and mess it up. Oh my God! Don't. What did you do? You turned that little switch off while you got the wrong thing on. Don't mess up my system. I got it right how I want it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks for calling. All right. Good luck, Judy. All right. Can we ask your question on the air? It's easy. You'll do great. Did you kill that plant? Well, I'm hoping not to kill my plant. It was a gift since I moved from Southern California a year ago here to San Antonio. So they told me this is a money tree, and it was a gift, and now it's been a year later, and I think I'm killing it. Looks, looks to me like it's been over water. Is there a chance that you don't let it that it get, stayed soggy? Mm, I have been watering it lately a lot. Yeah. I, I think you... Uh, I think one thing for sure would just uh, let it dry out a bit between water. You can't go too long. I mean, you go the too too far the other way too. But it is there a hole in the bottom of the white pot? Yeah. So it leaks out. Yeah. 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 All right. So first things first. If he's right, you need to get rid of the saucer. Water it elsewhere, like a sink or a bathtub. Water it really, really well. And then don't water it again until you've stuck your finger in the pot up to your middle knuckle. If it's cool or damp, then it's good. If it's not, then it's time to water again. What about the uh, light? Where have you put it? It's uh, on my kitchen counter. It's on my kitchen counter. And how much uh, light does it get there? Uh, it doesn't. It's, <laughs> I'm keeping it indoor because it's so hot. Uh-huh. Plant, heat doesn't bother plants. Uh, as long as it's not in direct sun, I'd move it to like a covered patio. Um, start feeding it. What are you feeding it with? Nothing. Okay. Water. Nothing. <laughs> uh, so we eat three times a day. Um, most of those guys would be happy with once every two or now, three weeks. You didn't. You didn't say anything. You you kept your tongue. You should. You should have said something like, "Well, you four look like you eat more than three times." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Osmocote or something would give it. So, if, if you did a slow relief, should she cut it down? I would take off all those leaves that don't look good because they're not ever going to get any better. Leave, but, but it's got new growth coming. Yeah, in, the, the, there and over yeah. there too. So, yeah, leave anything green if you can. Should it go in a bigger pot? It's probably not necessary, uh, but we do need to figure out the watering thing. So my assumption is you're using too little water and you're doing it too frequent. So when you do water it, you want to water it well. You don't want it to sit in anything excess because that will rot the roots off. That's that's where Calvin's going. Okay, so water, got it. Water it elsewhere, let it drain, then go put it back. You okay. The indirect sun is okay in the kitchen? I, I think it's probably going to be a happier plant if it were on a covered patio where it got bright, oh, okay. brighter light without direct sun. And the heat's Okay. But plants don't feel heat. Yeah, even bright light on a on a counter or table will do all right. Okay. But yeah, I think I think you'll see some immediate reaction. From it. So, what kind of food do I buy it? All right. So it depends on what kind of person you are. So if you got a good memory, then you'd use something like Miracid. It's a Miracle Grow product. You got to do it every two weeks, though. If your memory's like mine or his, <laughs> Osmocote uh, Plus. Which is a granular. That's a slow like release. Little babies. So every time you water, it releases a little bit. Yeah, it's a good, it's great fertilizer, and you it's uh, it, it's uh, put together so that you can't. It doesn't cause any problems. You couldn't over, you couldn't overdo it or mess it up in any way. Can I get that here? Yeah, they're yeah. both they're both in there. Okay. 
All righty. And I, do I do that every day, three times a day? No, no, or? We'll, we'll go talk about it here because yeah. we're about to have a break. So Thank what? You. So what's the history of this plant? Do uh, you get it from a funeral or, or what? <laughs> so the history is my nephew is a... Um, runs his own business he has a mortgage company okay so i sold my house in orange county southern california and he helped me uh qualify for a house here in san antonio all right so they threw me the last fourth of july last year they threw me a big bash in their backyard and him and his wife got me this plant and so she told me it was a money tree and it was going to bring me a lot of good luck okay so she's like go look at mine and hers was humongous (laughs) and so then um yeah they grow in the trees so yeah so she said just water it and just give it a lot of love so i've been keeping it for a whole year and i kill plants so then i'm like (laughs) i need to do something this was a gift (laughs) so that's why i'm here okay Good, good. uh, good luck then thank you thanks all right, uh, Trace is going to go help them. We're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. We'll talk to you about Spider-Man Pest Control after that. And then we hope to have a good interview with the folks from the Last Chance Forever Birds of Prey. They're going to be here next Saturday. Next Saturday is when they're going to be here on June 29th. So we'll take a break. Be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You know, one of the things Millburgers does to make sure that you and your whole family have a great gardening experience is they offer children's gardening classes. These are classes designed to help your kids understand the world of gardening, not just gardening, but also those things around gardening that make it more enjoyable. For instance, birds. That's why Millburgers is having their gardening class for children, their children's gardening class, on the Birds of Prey. This is the Last Chance Forever Birds of Prey exhibit, and it's absolutely amazing, the birds they bring out. But your kids will learn about nature and about these wonderful, wonderful animals. To make your reservation, call 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Make your reservation. Or for more information, go to millburgernursery.com. In fact, millburgernursery.com is the place to go for all the events that are happening at Millburgers. And to find out what's on sale, that's millburgernursery.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with nine 30 a.m. The Answer on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the garden tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to the 11th. When you visit 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. If you're looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. 
And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrency. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Al's picking out Saturday songs for you today as we come back from break. Hey, uh, if you want a company that will help you get rid of those pests in your yard, uh, especially consider uh, an alternative for mosquito control uh, called the Into Care uh, Mosquito Trapping System. Give the call the folks over at uh, Spider-Man Pest Control, Warren Remy, and uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control have been doing this since 1976, over 30 years uh, worth of experience, and they know... Sounds who- like he's an old guy. Uh, I wouldn't tell Warren that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe uh, an older gentleman, but he, he hurt, may, he he hurt might, me bad. He and might that, uh, call us up and talk to us. And that's kind of, with that uh, experience comes uh, wisdom. So no. Warren knows what he's doing. <laughs> but they've had a lot of success with the Into Care mosquito trapping system. Uh, it Basically, it sits on your uh, your porch or patio, and then mosquitoes fly in. They, they get the toxins on them. They spread it um, uh, out there, uh, and it kills them. So it's a controlled situation. It's used at Disney World. It's used in the, the city of Miami uses it. So these are places that don't want to spray and want to have a controlled system. So if you're worried about mosquitoes this year, go to the website, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call them at 210-656-3721 to find out more. 210 656 37 21, um, 37, um, sorry, yeah, 21, to find out more. Does he sell the machine, or how does that work? It's not a machine. It's a little uh, contained unit. And oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, they just bring it to the house and set it up. Oh, okay, yeah. so you don't have to buy an apparatus. Nope. Okay. It's just all part of the, the thing. So, yeah, call and find out more. Hey, uh, next Saturday we're uh, going to have a kids' gardening class here. It's the last chance forever. Birds of Prey uh, are going to be presenting uh, uh, their their great club, I guess, is a class? Yeah. Uh, next Saturday from 10 to... Demonstration. There you go. Demonstration's a better word. From 10 to 11. And we've got Kelly on the line. Kelly's with uh, Last Chance Forever. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what they'll be doing and kind of who they are and all that good stuff. Hi there, Kelly. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. How are you? Hey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing just great. Well, do us a favor. We'll talk about uh, the, the fact that you guys are going to be here next Saturday in a few minutes. But tell us about Last Chance Forever, what you do, how it came about, all that good stuff. Well, uh, next weekend, sick, injured, and orphaned birds of prey. Those are the raptors, the fox, owls, eagles, falcons, and vultures. And we pick them up and try to get, get them back out there to do their thing. We happen to believe that they're very important environmental indicators. 
because they live on the same earth and breathe the same air, drink the same water that we do. And if anything is off in the ecosystem, then it shows up in them first because they have a high metabolism and, a, you know, their bodies are smaller, so it's going to show up in them if there's any toxins or poisons out there. They'll start dying off in great numbers, and that, you know, kind of throws up a red flag for us. Yep. <laughs> so about how long have y'all been doing this? Um, we are actually celebrating our 41st year. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, well, thank you. Mr. Yeah. Carter started it when he was a, a young boy and incorporated uh, back in the 70s. And he started out saving birds with the, with the help of his mom when he was a young child. And huh. also he's been a falconer for, oh, 60 years. <laughs> So you've got, you know, a little bit of experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all are going to be at Millburgers uh, next Saturday and doing a demonstration. What will uh, folks enjoy? It's next Saturday, 10 to 11. It's free, by the way. And uh, you've been here before, so this is a, a very popular uh, presentation. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, we typically bring uh, at least one type of hawk, uh, or day predators, we like to call them. Uh, a uh, type of carrion eater, a couple of different species of owls, uh, a type of eagle we usually bring, maybe a falcon. And we actually we do a 45-minute demo, and we actually pre-fly at least two of the species that we bring. And we talk about the, the birds individually, where they might live, what they might eat. And then we talk about the raptor as a group and how they work with the environment and how why they're important for the ecological system so and, and the the kids eat it up oh yeah they love it yeah i have you a know, feeling I mean, this is one of those ones where supplies. yeah no no i have a feeling this is one of those ones too where we sometimes see at the nursery it's a kids class but the parents are just as enthralled uh oh, with yeah. the information as the kids are Yes, it's yeah. never boring when you. It's never boring when you do an educational program with with uh, live animals. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, everybody acknowledges that this is what's right and this is what's environmentally appropriate. But boy, right. when you got uh, three or four different kinds of species of raptor <laughs> that are actually flying, yeah, it just oh gosh, that's why I'm excited. By and this, this is probably the closest <laughs> some of folks have been to these birds of prey i imagine right yeah generally unless they're on your patio yeah and they you know you'll see them sitting on a telephone pole or a wire but as soon as you stop or slow down and make eye contact with them they fly out so you don't usually get to see a really close-up a close-up vision of them well i think a, a lot of times at your programs you make that point that they are in fact relatively close to to us and uh Part of part of our uh, environment, right, right around our homes and everything, and it just and exactly. it makes makes people more uh, aware and watching for them too. Yeah, because you have to, you know, they kind of stay up high and out of the way, and you know they're out there doing their thing every day, and a lot of people just don't notice them because they don't know where to look. Cool. Did you see this one? I'm showing Calvin the picture we took last Saturday. Yeah, uh, oh, did we? Yeah, you, it looks like it looks like Milton's face 
facial expression looks like it when the thrips were biting yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> they just the hawk. Well, Kelly was nice enough to take the picture, uh, <laughs> and I have a feeling she the sun was set was uh, perfectly so she couldn't really see the screen. Kelly, remind me what that variety was at Paul Cox's. Uh, uh, oh, what that, was that hawk the was. Which a bay wing hawk, also bay, called bay wing a hawk. Harris's hawk. Yeah, you'll see it in a lot of the bird books. Yeah, what we call it was a Harris hawk. Down in the valley, right? Right, yeah, Yeah. they're all over down there. Yeah. So, Kelly, do you have a favorite? Oh, it depends what day it is. Are they all, oh, okay. Are there (laughs) all your children? I can't, well, I can't really, I don't think of them as my children. It's just, you know, we're more like partners. And on any one day, I can't pick just one bird. They're all so neat. An individual in their own way. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yes, sir. Oh, I was just uh, just uh, Milton's attitude towards it is is a little different. What one of they would be target targeting Milton. He appreciates, likes him, but then this, <laughs> they want him to think about him in terms of the <laughs> of partnerships or uh, uh-huh. their share of the. Ecology and the environment out there. So, how many releases right. have you done? Oh, Do you know over the t- or how about just this year? Thousands. <laughs> Is that right? Very cool. Yeah. I mean, he's done over the years. He's done I don't know, probably six thousand releases. Wow! Yeah, that's really impressive. The so, um, so you're going to be here next Saturday. From 10 to yes. 11. It's absolutely free. They ask that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. And, again, you're, all you're doing is so they know the number of people that are going to be here. But I think they're going to – this one will probably uh, house more in, than, than normal. Uh, they'll, they'll figure out a way to get everybody in. So it's going to be really cool. Oh, yeah. um, so are you going to bring vulture, vultures to, to take pictures with you? Yep, I'll bring the vulture. All right. Uh, Jerry likes the vultures. Yeah, Jerry is probably the only person (laughs) whose favorite bird is the vulture. Oh, no, there's there's one more people every year. Is that right? I want to get a picture of a vulture sitting on Calvin's shoulder, you know, looking at him. Oh, I don't know if he'll sit on your shoulder. Oh, yeah. the, or his head or somewhere. Yeah, kind of like the Snoopy cartoons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, well, it was at one of the programs here at Milberger's a few years ago, and Jerry was talking like that. And, <laughs> and uh, the darn, uh, the vul- you know, I was feeling kind of smug. I knew that vulture wouldn't wouldn't do that or come close to me. The darn vulture t- uh, swooped down right at me, and I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't get frightened, Calvin. Just yeah. <laughs> Calvin just remained cool. Right, o- right over my shoulder. Yeah. We never knew he was panicked. He, he remained calm the whole time. <laughs> we, uh, we also appreciate you all bringing that hawk out to uh, Paul Cox's memorial last oh, Saturday. Yeah. That, that, was, that was really a, a nice touch. We were, we were very honored to be there. That's great. Bearing this by all of us. Oh, yeah. Hey, how do folks, uh, Kelly uh, is with uh, Last Chance Forever Birds of Prey. How do folks find out more about you, and how can they support you, Kelly? Oh, they can go to um, go on the web and go to lastchanceforever.org. 
And you okay. know, we, we accept donations. They can mail them in or they can go online and do a donation that way or they can show up at one of our shows. Very cool. And they'll see a calendar online besides Mill Burgers. They'll see if they can't make it then. Maybe something yes. else? Good. Yes. Kelly, thank, thanks so much for, for coming on the show and talking about it. We'll see you, we'll see you next oh, week, you. next Saturday. Okay. Thanks a bunch. See you Saturday. Bye, Kelly. All right. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, and uh, it really is a great presentation. We've seen it, uh, I think, a couple times here, uh, oh, but it's, yeah. it's been here more than that. And out at, out at uh, oh, yeah, Mitchell Lake. Mitchell Lake. Yeah. All right, well, what time are they coming? 10 to 11. 10 to 11, they, sh- they fly on the bird? Yeah. You going to get here a little early? Huh? You going to get here early? Yeah. Okay, good. That'll be fun. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, while we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You know, one of the things Millburgers does to make sure that you and your whole family have a great gardening experience is they offer children's gardening classes. These are classes designed to help your kids understand the world of gardening, not just gardening, but also those things around gardening that make it more enjoyable. For instance, birds. That's why... Millburgers is having their gardening class for children, their children's gardening class, on the Birds of Prey. This is the last chance forever Birds of Prey exhibit, and it's absolutely amazing the birds they bring out. But your kids will learn about nature and about these wonderful, wonderful animals. To make your reservation, call 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Make your reservation. Or for more information, go to millburgernursery.com. In fact, millburgernursery.com is the place to go for all the events that are happening at Millburgers. And to find out what's on sale, that's millburgernursery.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Do we really want war with Iran? That country has shot down a second U.S. drone. Iran says it was over Iranian airspace. The U.S. says it was in international waters. Whom to believe? We've been down this road before, most notably with Iraq, where supposedly ironclad intelligence said Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Then there was the Gulf of Tonkin incident in the 1960s, which got us deeper and deeper into the Vietnam War. U.S. and Israeli policy is that Iran will never get a nuclear weapon. Iran has threatened to resume enrichment of uranium next week. Did it ever stop? There are reports the Pentagon may launch a tactical strike against Iran's nuclear facilities, but many are buried deep in the ground and might not be destroyed. What would Iran's response be to such an attack? The mullahs have vowed to attack Israel if that happens. Iranian agents are believed to be in this country. Would they attack civilians? All of these questions must be asked and answered before we get ourselves any deeper in endless Middle East wars. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, 
and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Went to see a movie show Found myself an empty road Thought the show was just alright Same old Saturday night Then I made the usual stop Coffee at the coffee shop Friendly face nowhere inside Same old Saturday night I really thought the papers I bought Would help me forget you for a while Believe me, honey, the funnies weren't funny They didn't even make me smile I wish you Are we supposed to be on hearing you? Yeah, I don't even hear me. That's weird. I bet I know why. I hear some music. I switched the mic, so there we go. There we go. Okay, now we're back. Hey, uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Let's talk gardening with you. Right now we're going to talk about a part of your garden, a part of your outdoor living. That's your deck. If you remember how great it looked when you got it, how proud you were, and now it doesn't look that way anymore, and you're thinking, okay, that's just the way it goes. I guess you, it has to be that way. You know what? It doesn't have to be that way. Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care, can help you out. I encourage folks to go to his website, Deck and patiocare.com and look at the before and afters and as Barry says in his commercials your deck really can look new again and you'll see in the commercials it absolutely does look new again so if you want a guy that's been doing this since the mid 80s who is basically a uh, a deck nerd uh, Barry's your guy. He loves his stuff. He's been doing it, making people happy for a long, long time. He studied it and studied it and studied it, and now he knows how to help you. So uh, give him a call. He's at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or go online at deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. James is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210 8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, just great. Having a good time. How y'all good. doing? Good, man. What's going on? I think I have a Calvin uh, question. Okay. Um, when James says that, it's always scary. Go ahead, James. <laughs> the iron and clay scalpies that I bought a 40-pound sack about six years ago, and I haven't used them up yet. When I can work them in for the cover crop, like right now, I use them. And, uh, you know, like we got a rain last night, and I hope they come up and everything's looking good. But that's not my question. The, the cowpea has a something they call an extra floral... Um, part to it that that the beneficial wasps like to feed on 
How does that work? The, the cow pee does? Yes. It's called. I'm not sure. Extra- I'm not sure what it is. We need Malcolm, <laughs> I guess. Um, it's a, it's a, a nectar site on the plant. Well, they like, yeah, they, um, so it's a ne- nectar site rather than a predator a predator site. Yeah, it's so, where the, uh, a lot of beneficial speed, and I was wondering if you guys could give me the, uh, you know, the, the lowdown on that, or do I need to go to a Ph.D., or um, how do I find out, man? Well, one, the, one, the one way we can we can see if anybody in our audience has had any uh, experience or uh, has done any research on that, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard it being any special uh, advantage or offering. I was thinking, you know, we've we've justified cow peas in terms of uh, summer garden yeah. filling. That's been our main thing. Well, plus. Uh, Jerry and I uh, also like cow peas, uh, you know, with their harvested like just like green beans a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, these but, are just grown, Calvin. These are just grown for uh, to cover the soil and to uh, to be mowed down and just for soil improvement. They're they're not harvested. They're just grown for just something to be growing on the soil and something hmm. you can you can plow down and till down. Well, so, then, if it was, it's uh, yeah, it's got that kind of an environmental goal of that particular s- seed source. Then I, I would think that it, there was was an advantage to them to add the fact that it is a ne- nectar source for mm-hmm. for pollinators. You know, if you, if you're looking for a, a long longer list of justification to why plant it. That well, that's be a good. It'd be a good one to plant to have on your list. If we can get if we can get predatory wasps going, that that's a big deal because uh, the a tomato fruit worm is you know it's out there, man. So anything that helps any predators of of the tomato fruit worm is a good thing, if you ask me. So yeah. the cowpea is supposed to have a floral site and i don't know if that's when it blooms or before it blooms or i don't know but a floral site on the plant that's attractive to those type insects and that i just wanted to find out a little bit more about it i don't know you know i don't know i i always think of uh as those predators being attracted by aphids and i don't remember that they're particular that they're they're particularly um, uh, attract aphids. Any spread. yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the time they're feeding on aphids. Yeah, and what else? And of course we wouldn't. I don't think we'd want them or to encourage them too much for feeding on the other pollinators. But yeah. uh, but I yeah, I'm not aware of any special attraction they have. Sorry, and James. It's, it's kind of kind of interesting though, James. We'll we'll put. I think people will. Have heard this discussion, and if they know anything about it, or yeah. we've got some of our people prone towards research, we'll uh, mm-hmm. check into it and see if they can find any more information. Cool. That Thanks, iron, James. That iron and clay uh, cowpea, it's, the seed's cheap. It comes up 
you know, just in a short time, it grows like, you know, it grows in any kind of soil, and it uh, it covers the ground, even planting this time of the year. It's a, it's a real good cover crop, and I, and I use it where I can work it in. But if it's that beneficial, and it's going to bring the... Um, the predatory wasp in, I'm going to clear out a spot and plant it uh, to where it'll it'll be there for uh, for the tomatoes when it's tomato time. Well, we'll see. Yep. Yeah, we'll see what we find out. Thanks, James. You take Thanks. care. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Well, one thing before we get off the... Uh, last chance forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I I never had an appreciation for vultures, buzzards. Uh huh. Until we moved into our my daughter bought a house in deer country. Oh. Well, one one thing that people overlook uh, when they have a lot of deer is some of them will die in your yard. Actually, die in your yard. Oh. And nobody will come and pick them up. Because they're in your yard. Yeah. Yeah. But those buzzards, uh, we've had, we've had two die in my in daughter and son-in-law's uh, backyard, and it's it's down in a sunken area with a lot of trees around it, and those buzzards came in there and cleaned it up in forty-eight hours. Hmm. Cleaned that deer up in even a, even hours. in the tree in even the trees. even in the trees. How they find them, I don't know. We'll ask next week, but I, I sort of thought it was scent, isn't it, on the decaying? Yeah, I think that, uh, that's part of it. Well, it's also they observe and see. Oh, uh, yeah, because they're they're cruising over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a combination of all kinds of senses, but uh, yeah, it, and yeah, it doesn't take them long to find it. I always laugh at. Uh, what kids will come up with when they're bored. Yeah. Uh, Mary Nethery uh, used to talk, talk about when they were bored out at Round Junction, they would uh, go up on the mountainsides and play like they were dead, hoping to attract ah. of vultures and buzzards. Never worked, but yeah. uh, I think the buzzards know when something is dead or decayed or something like that it's hard to be patient that long yeah yeah and especially in our can you imagine laying out here in the sun yeah. oh, i only have to wait two or three hours for them to find me you know? no nobody but a kid with not much to do would come up with that scheme but we even had um i remember we had someone come on the show that talked about that the terms uh, of uh, the cost to cities and other things of decay, oh, of, yeah. of picking up the the fact that buzzards and and the other animals like like buzzards and vultures, you know, just help keep the environment oh, clean. Yeah. What the cost was? I think there was actually some study that determined the, the value of them. Yeah, in terms of dollars and cents. Now there is actually a service to that. If you call three one one, they'll make that arrangement. I think though it's come on by your, and pick up dead animals. Yeah. If it's on your property, though, even if it's on your property, I think that you the, you uh, oh you you 
Yeah, there's procedures you have to follow. I know, I know because they had to wrap up uh, the the neighbors that had that issue in our. We got more blessed with deer too, and so they had to wrap it up. Had to put it on the edge of the. Oh, uh, the okay. The oh, okay. You know, and I don't. You know, I I didn't pay close attention to. I know in Hollywood Park, I think you you take it to City Hall. <laughs> take yeah. take the carpet carcass to City Hall. You just bring it right in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but that, but you, to address your issue, they won't go on to your property to pick it up. Okay, but if, but you, if you, yeah, if you, if you bring it to the edge, I understand. Okay. And they huh. know, then they'll eventually get to it. Oh, okay. But it's not an immediate. It's quite often it's not an immediate response. That's either. interesting. I called them. There was actually one two eighty one and sixteen oh four. It was kind of funny. A lot of people had called. I had called. There was one like in front of a Chewy's or something. It was just, and there were vultures. And I thought, man, they can't want it there. <laughs> and I called up, and they go, "Yeah, we've gotten about a dozen reports, and it's not on city property, so we can't pick it up. If it were on the street, um, you know, we could do something." But yeah, so well, that'd be interesting. We should clarify that. Get some more information on that. Somebody call. Uh, yeah, three one one for us. Yeah, and then just, we need a, a roving reporter out there to call. <laughs> That's the kind of question you, uh, you when you go to your city council person's uh, neighborhood meeting. They, right, they love those questions because it's apparently so if you go to the Hollywood answers. Park City Council meetings, you bring the deer with you, the deer in question with yeah. you. Is that the deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can't go anywhere in Hollywood Park without bringing deer with you. I think, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, we'll get you caught up with the news. Uh, you can call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Lots of folks out here shopping. There's some beautiful, beautiful plants to choose from. Uh, we'll tell you more about those coming up. Uh, lots of folks to help you. Uh, if you want more information on the things that, in fact, we'll tell you what's on sale right after this. And we... Uh, we come back in just a moment. So give us a call, 210-308-8867, or come by and visit with us. Millburgers is, is, as is at 1604 and Bull Road, and we'd love to talk to you. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. A reminder again, at Birds of Prey for the uh, kids' gardening classes next Saturday from 10 to 11, next Saturday from 10 to 11, since we're talking about vultures and stuff. I want to talk to you about some of the items that you'll find on sale here at the nursery. Uh, zinnias, Texas Superstar, is on sale in the 4-inch pot. Zinnias? We hardly ever talk about zinnias. I thought it was too late to plant zinnias. <laughs> it's uh, never too late. There you go. <laughs> in fact, in fact uh, these, these uh, transplants are just spectacular. Plant them and you got instant color. Yeah, but you can also plant, uh, there's seed packets in there if you like the taller mm-hmm. California giants and uh, cactus. And, of course, we mention them quite often, the the 
hummingbirds and the butterflies love them too. Dwarf Mexican petunia on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. Oh, they're good. A bow, just a purple, just the uh, lavender color. Yeah, or? petunia-like lavender blue flower all okay. summer. It comes in a pink. Oh, okay. well, I can see the pink right here. Do you see here. the pink too? Pink's oh. on sale too. All right. Okay. I don't uh, like the pink as well as the purple, but some people do. You, you know who bred that, don't you? Mm-mm. Greg Grant. Is that right? Right here in San Antonio. Wow. What a pistol. <laughs> no, we need to... You, is that you, on your site? Would are you, you going to get through that list or not? No, because we're going to talk to Margie on oh. the line at 210-308-8867. And then I'll get back to the list. Margie, what's going on? How can we help you today? I would like to know, maybe someone there would tell me what would cause my old blush rose bush to lose its leaves. Well, too much water, not enough sun. Is it, I mean, is it one that's been there forever? It's been there probably 10 years. And it's first time it's dropped its leaves? No. Okay. Yeah, First this is. Do about it. <laughs> this is the this is the uh, the weather perfect for uh, the rose fungus, black spot. Black spot. Yeah. No. The old blush. I've got the. Yep. Yeah, the old blush will will get it, but it doesn't keep it down for no, very long. No, it doesn't kill it. There's so, no there's no black spot on it. No, sir. So the leaves are dropping without any any kind of uh, symptom of black spot. Uh, not really. I mean, it had every spring it just blooms like mad, and then a month or so later, all the leaves drop. Mm. Well, plant plants sweat just like we do. So on years that we get a, a, a excess rainfall. In the spring uh, and cloudy weather, the plants tend to put on larger leaves than normal to sweat off the extra moisture. And then when we start getting hot and dry, uh, if they're not getting enough water to to sustain the, the sweating that it needs to do, it could shed all the leaves. Okay. There's a, there's a, no, I don't think okay. it'll kill it. No. But that, uh, other than the fungus, that's really the only yeah. explanation. You know, you know, another thing you can... You can do a little experiment. Um, one of the one of the rose defense. Uh, what's that act ingredient starts with T? Um, rose defense was neem and pyrethrin. Well, what's the what the old okay. rose defense? No, the not no you. <laughs> no, the the old the fungicide old fungicide that has an active ingredient started with Terrachlor. Terrachlor. No, not Terrachlor. Uh, anyway, there is a fungicide that you can that we used to spray. We used to call it uh, fungaway, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, fungaway. So you couldn't you couldn't use you, like dacanil. Dacanil, that's not as effective. I would. I would what I'm just going to suggest is that you just, if you haven't done this before, just experiment over one part of your plant and spray it. You know, long uh, before that, that one month leaf drop that occurs, and see if okay. see if it doesn't okay. doesn't affect it. And then you've got you've got two lo- things to look for that 
And this this year, though, the, what Trace is describing too could have happened because we had that, no. had that all that growth, right? And then that heat came and oh, dried, yeah. out, dried out. Now the leaves yeah, fell off, it. right? The leaves fell off. They didn't dry up on the plant, did they? No, no. And how long does it take to leaf back out again? So they just. When they fall off, how long does it take to leaf back out again? I don't know. I haven't noticed. <laughs> well, if it's cotton root rot, it'll kill it with the leaves on it. I mean, the plant will die yeah, with the leaves on it. Yeah, if it was cotton root rot, it would be long gone. Oh, yeah. I, would, I think I would notice if it was cotton root yeah. rot. Yeah, well, just do that, little, do that little experiment, and you could do the experiment with the water, too. Um, okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you can if you can find the, the fungal way active ingredient. And I apologize. I'll go in there uh, during our next break, and, and we don't have you don't have anything that has a a rose. Sure, but not not what you're referring to. Okay. Uh, we, we carry a couple different systemics: uh, F-stop and a liquid. Uh, we've got a uh, fertilome systemic fungicide two. And those are the best two systemic okay, well, fungicides on the market. I'll, uh, okay. I'm sure I'll remember what what it is, but I'll I'll go in there and see what is in there. But too. that'll be on the way home, Calvin. We'll be off the air when you remember. Oh, I, I was thinking the car. <laughs> we we have a lot of commercials. There won't be that won't be it when we're leaving. <laughs> all right, yeah. we'll do so. All right, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Margie. You keep it tuned here. Bert's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Bert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm very fine. I'm calling up, uh, maybe I can help the man that called 10 minutes ago about uh, the nectaries on plants. And uh, I know there's two kinds of nectaries, intrafloral and uh, extra floral and extra floral is on the outside of course not in the flowers but on the outside of the plants and there's a very nice uh, video youtube video from dr uh, clarence collison and he's a emeritus professor of entomology from the mississippi state university in other words and uh, if he looks for that it's a nice presentation and uh, hmm. I think the idea of extra floral is if there's no flowers yet that provide nectar for, for bees and other insects, then they can still get nectar from the outside of plants. And cotton is oh. one of the, an example of that. Cool. What was the video? Who, was, who should we search for for the video again? Oh, Clarence. That's the first name. And Collison. C O double L. Yeah, go ahead. C O double L. I S O N. I S O N. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I just have to remember how to spell parents. Yeah, oh, there and, uh, he is. The, ti- the title of the video is "Bees and Flowers Keep You Guessing." Okay, there it is. I see it comes up as one. Wow, it's it's a whole hour. <laughs> well, well, it's worth it, huh? <laughs> it's worth but, it. uh, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's some kind yeah. of different phenomenon rather than a, a flower, huh? Yes, it's, on, this is, it's not in the flower. 
Cool. He's got some cool videos. He's 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 a bee expert. Well, he's an entomologist. Oh, okay. It looks like he's focusing on bees. He's got the video bee nutrition and feeding, then honey bee glandular system, and then bees and flowers. Keep you guessing. And then let's be safe out there. Yeah, I've been a beekeeper for the last year, and uh, I enjoyed watching his videos. Thought might. It might help somebody else too. Very cool. Good. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah, so that you addresses Jim's issue. I want to hear James about your beekeeping uh, thing. You just yeah, decided yeah. to do it last uh, year. Yes. Yeah, I got my first hive. Exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. So, um, how's it going? Where are you getting Very your information well. from? Do you recommend it to other people? Yeah. I, well, information mainly YouTube. And and books, by good books. No. Okay. Yeah. Are you enjoying oh, beekeeping? About, yes, it's nice, exciting. Oh. oh. I, and I, I forgot to say that uh, the extra extra floral ne- nectaries, where the nectar comes out of those little openings, uh, that bees, uh, no, uh, ants go there. They lick the nectar and they secrete their stuff and that stuff, and then in return, uh, they defend uh, the plants. The ants oh, defend okay. the plants. That's what, what I've learned. Very cool. And the, <laughs> so, the so, that, the so one more question. Oh. What am, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just wondering why you decided last year to get into beekeeping. Oh. Uh, I had heard about it, and, and somebody in our family has bees, and well, why not give it a try? Very cool, Bert. Okay. Have you had honey yet and all that good stuff? Yeah, last year. I, I okay. didn't pull any frames out yet for honey. I want to leave enough for the, for the bees. For the winter, well, th- I mean. Well, thank you for calling. You, you keep, uh, keep listening yeah. to the show and keep us, uh, keep us honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope it helps somebody. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Bert. Call- my wife says I have to say I'm calling from Michigan. Oh, my gosh. You listen yeah. to the show in Michigan? Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, thank you, Bert. I'm the gardener, class of 54. Wow. Yeah. But they moved back to Michigan, and nice. it's not as hot yet. No. Uh, so you got Michigan bees. <laughs> yeah, the honey would melt down there. <laughs> okay, well. Thank I, you, Bert. Enjoying the rest of your show. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for, for coming home just for a little bit and, and visiting with us. We appreciate it. You take care. If you uh, need that information on those videos, uh, call uh, Al back at the station, and I'll send him the, uh, the man's name, and you can see them. But, yeah, he recommended Clarence. Colson, uh, birds or bees and flowers keep you guessing. So that was uh, you can Google that and you'll find it right away. And where, so, did he say, where did he say he was a professor? At? I thought he said Emory, Mississippi State. Oh, Mississippi State. Okay. Don't try that. <laughs> <laughs> now, are, you, are you kind of proud of that Mississippi yeah, State? Area? Okay. Yeah, alma mater. Okay. He didn't relate. Uh, uh, James brought it up to predators. Mm-hmm. So, but he but he was. Talking about the mechanism on the nectar, and maybe it's maybe that answer is in there someplace. Yeah, embedded. I do. 
Okay. I think I want to be a beekeeper now. No, Milton. No. <laughs> you don't even like thrips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's change that subject because it's time uh, for. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, and actually, he just he just had to take a quick bathroom break. So uh, well, we won't we'll have to do it ourselves. Ready? It's time for, for plants, plants of the weekend. All right. This is a new one that uh, I, I saw it available, and I just had to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are familiar with gold dust akuba. It's a it's a shrub for shade, pretty cold tolerant, um, and then on average you're talking something that's four or five feet tall and a few feet wide. This is a new variety, and I, I hope to say this name correctly: Hasoba hash, Hashifu, Japanese akuba. So okay. This is a dwarf akuba. So you're All looking right. at three to four foot. Still has the same leaf color. So it's a green leaf with yellow freckles all over it. So it's uh, one of the few things to give you a yellow color in a shady circumstance. Right. And this one doesn't get as tall. So uh, I think it'll be a, a neat one to add to a, a, an area underneath a tree. Um, and you can even make a cluster of them to bring out uh, a lighter color in a dark situation. So what should folks look if they want to Google it? What do you recommend they look for? All right. So I'll spell it. Okay. H O S O B A. Okay. H O S H I F U. Okay. Japanese Akuba. All right. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, there are some pictures. Right, so <laughs> cool. This guy's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, okay. We've got approximately twenty of them in uh, three gallon cans. And like I said it's, uh, I, I've not seen a dwarf version before, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they're all speckled. Yeah, it looks like somebody splashed and painted. Yeah, it looks like they were painting above it and got it all over. Right. It looks good. It's uh, And, yeah, you can uh, – I'll tell you what I'll do on that one, too. I'll send that back to Al uh, as well. So You, you can, keep it Al pretty busy. That's okay. He's, he's up to can the he challenge. Can he handle it? He's, oh, Al, please, yeah. He's got this. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, – you can call the nursery, 497-3760, and they'll uh, put one aside for you. Uh but yeah, that's uh, it. Really, is an interesting looking plant. Well, I thought I was going to send it. Let me uh, let me try again. And uh, but yeah, yeah. I'll, let me. Uh, I'm going to try one more time. This is not really good radio. There we go. <laughs> so I just sent it to Al. So give him a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and he'll tell you more about it. Let's tell you more about some of the stuff that's on sale while we wait for those calls to come in. Uh, we've mentioned a couple of things, but Theralis is on sale in the three gallon container. It's a good plant. Yeah, dense canopy of dark green to blue-green foliage with a season-long spikes of bright yellow flowers for fourteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. Did they mention deer won't touch it? They did not. Deer won't touch it. Wow. Except in that one man's yard mm-hmm. where we have freak deer. Uh, with some of the things that we've been talking about as you've been listening is uh, we have uh, the salvias, Victoria Blue, Mystic Spires, and May Night. What is May Night? Do you see May Night? I don't know which one. We'll have to ask Trace which May Night is. Yeah, I think it's one in that row there. Oh, is it? Okay. They're absolutely beautiful. It almost looks like a, a dark field of lavender. Yeah. Uh, here, the way they've got them uh, spread out. Uh, that Mystic Spire. And Mystic Spire to the Texas Superstar. Yep. Uh, so deer resistant? Yeah. Okay. Reliable? No. Okay. It says tough, reliable perennials, 
producing masses of uh, blue flowers that mix nicely with other summer annuals and perennials. But it's really pretty. And it's on sale for four eighty eight. And you once you come come to the house when you come into the nursery and you cannot miss it. I mean it is electric blue. Uh really stands out. Crate myrtles are on sale in the three and five gallon container for eighteen eighty eight. And Millburgers natural lawn and garden fertilizer with mycorrhizal fungi is on sale for nineteen eighty eight. So lots of good things on sale, and you can find out about all those and the events. Uh, it's going to be at MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Yeah, my sister-in-law's here. Beth's here. I don't know yeah. what she's shopping for. Can you put that fertilizer out with your bare hands, or do you need to wear gloves? Keep that microwave off. I will have to ask Trace. Oh, yeah. That's a, Trace will appreciate that question. I don't know. <laughs> All right, are you going to go on a run for that woman? I am. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show, even if you're listening from Michigan. That was fun, Bert. All right, 210-308-8867 or toll-free from Michigan, 866-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. You know, one of the things Millburgers does to make sure that you and your whole family have a great gardening experience is they offer children's gardening classes. These are classes designed to help your kids understand the world of gardening, not just gardening, but also those things around gardening that make it more enjoyable. For instance, birds. That's why Millburgers is having their gardening class for children, their children's gardening class, on the Birds of Prey. This is the last chance forever Birds of Prey exhibit, and it's absolutely amazing the birds they bring out. But your kids will learn about nature and about these wonderful, wonderful animals. To make your reservation, call 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Make your reservation. Or for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. In fact, MillburgerNursery.com is the place to go for all the events that are happening at Millburgers. And to find out what's on sale, that's MillburgerNursery.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com to access our free live training event schedule. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. 
You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hello, friends in SAT. You need to call OMG. OMG Kitchen and Bath. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. And OMG's full-time creative designers and staff will make you so proud of your newly remodeled kitchen and bath. See what I mean at omgkitchenbath.com or stop in the OMG showroom on Nakoma. FYI, OMG is A-rated with the BBB and Angie's List. But call OMG ASAP, 210-535-1000. That's 210-535-1000. OMG Kitchen Bath. Com. I'm not a sad night, but I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got free. Now how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons. Dr. Calvin Finch is out there doing some research in the... Uh, uh, the nursery to yeah. find what, that, what we're looking for, that rose Fungicide. I had a, a friend of mine ask me about her pittosporum that just died, and she was very upset. And she said it was 20 years old, Uh-oh. and it just died. How, how? What's the lifespan of a pittosporum? <laughs> is, is 20 years... Uh, how tall? Was it? was it a big old thing? Probably, big, yeah. Big plant? Yeah. Was it in a group? Oh, more I than one? No, I think all of them are. Uh, I'll have to ask her. That's a good question. I don't know. I'll email her. What, what questions do I need to ask her? <laughs> ask them if it's in a group. Okay. And ask if they are in a group, where what's, uh, where is the plant located that died? Is okay. it at the very end of the group? Uh-oh. Or is it in the middle? Okay. If it's at the end, what does that mean? Uh, that's probably good. Good, okay. Because if it's cotton root rot, oh no, <laughs> uh, it'll move to the next plant probably. Oh, or already has. I think she had a number of them that died. Oh, uh oh, sounds like cotton root rot. So that would be like to look for leaves stayed on, but if the plant died, right? Okay, okay. Right. I'll tell her. You want to call her? No. <laughs> I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Well, it, it may, I don't know what else would kill a pedosporum. Like oh, really? Even 20 Except years cold, old? Cold will kill it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, however, uh, cold doesn't seem to bother the uh, the big ones, the big growing okay. ones. 
But the dwarf pits, the cold, deadly on those things. Okay, I'll ask her for more details. I'll tell you on uh, next Saturday. Okay. Bud is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Pretty good. How are y'all? Good. What's going on, man? Uh, the Valley Cat Tomato. Right. Uh-huh. A few weeks ago, I heard you all talking about it, and you saying it had resistances. What what right. is it resistant to? It's resistant to nematodes. That's that's one of the reasons we. It's one of the three that's uh, of our recommended tomatoes that's resistant to nematode, and uh, it has some other other resistant qualities uh, about uh, certain uh, soil diseases like fusarium and verticillium wilt and some of those uh, soil borne diseases that it's supposed to be resistant to too but our main excitement of it is the nematode resistance now you can get a if you go on to uh, plantanswers.com the website and look under the under the uh, uh, in the information index group uh, under tomatoes you'll see uh, valley cat listed there among the other rodeo tomatoes uh, with pictures and you can uh, click on that and that's got a full description of Valley Cat, as well as its uh, resistances. Okay. Listed out. But the only one, only one we're concerned about, mainly around here, is that nematode, nematode resistant. Yeah, that must right. have been what I heard and uh, right. kind of remembered. Right. right. Uh, I've, I've never had the Valley Cat before. Well, it's a good tomato and big, big fruit. Yeah, they are. They are big fruit. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You take care, bud. You too. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Steve is on the line. Hey, I wonder if this is our Steve. I don't know. 210-308-8867. Hey, Steve. I don't think I'm your Steve. I don't think I'm your Steve. <laughs> you're, 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 not, you're, you're, a, you're a Steve. You're our Steve now. We haven't heard from Drip Steve in a long time. and and. Yeah, he's a, he's abandoned us, so you're now our new Steve. Welcome. All righty, then. Do you uh, want a nickname? I really, uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm trying to think. Well, we'll after the call, we'll figure out a nickname. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, I, I just want to let you all know, I, I listen to your show every single Saturday. I think you all are wonderful. And actually, Thank you. you helped me out a bunch. But I have a question. Clearly, Intelligent have- Steve is now... And high on the nickname list. You're right. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry, but my daddy calls me Dummy. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big Dummy. That's what he calls me. But uh, that's funny. Uh, I, uh, sorry, it is really. But my my girl has always been crazy about a Bogain Vila, and she wanted the one that was purplish, uh, kind of fuchsia-ish, right? Yeah. Well, uh, when I bought them at the nursery, they were they had bloomed, and I transplanted them, and they quit blooming, or that I don't have any flowers any longer. And she's like, "My plants are dying," and I'm like, "What did I do to it?" 
Now, uh, a lot of, you planted them in the ground, right? No, sir. I, I, I got them in. Ha- I have them in hanging pots right now because oh, they're not okay. that large. That's that's good. Uh, you, no you one want told for they were thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. They you want to fertilize? You want to fertilize them with uh, hibiscus plant food, with bougainvilleas. Okay. Oh yeah, and uh, do it about I guess once a week. Uh, once a week. Yeah. Well, well Jerry said. Okay, Jerry's crazy for fertilization. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, see, see what it says. I was trying to remember it's how. It's how <laughs> How Warren you producer? <laughs> What's that? Uh, I said he he must be a prolific reproducer. Then if he's in fertilization. Oh, there you uh, go. Uh, <laughs> the question I have is: um, I heard coffee grounds were good for them. Also, they won't hurt anything. Okay. Good, uh, good for what? Could you? Co- could you, could you tell me, please, what kind of fertilizer I need to use, please? Well, uh, something like, uh, you can use something like miracle Grow. It's more common. Okay. And uh, I, don't, I don't think it needs a mere acid or anything like that, acid fertilizer. Uh-uh. Osmocote. What's wrong with Osmocote? On bougainvilleas? I guess that would work, too. But, uh... Seems well, to work on ours. Yeah. You talk about Automago Plus. You wouldn't have to add it as often. Yeah. Just. I gotcha. But, Do they, are, are they supposed to, to, to like, grow those little flowers, like, year-round? Or, or when do they quit? They, they cycle in and out. They cycle in oh. and out. And, so maybe, uh, I may be used in a cycle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. And it, it depends on the variety, too, and the color. Some In the old days, it was really dependent on the color. You're right. If you had one of the uh, more reddish colors, you could expect it to be cycling in and out quite a bit. The lavenders were yeah. you know, pretty consistent. But now they're, I think now they're all, all more effective than they were, but... Uh, the uh, have you got it in the sun or the shade? Oh, it, it, it said that it likes twelve to fourteen hours of sun. That's right. That's good. Oh, oh that is correct then. Okay. Yep. A lot, a lot, I, of, I a lot of times, you, people put them in the shade, yeah. and uh, that'll make them quit blooming. And you're letting them dry out between waterings. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, they like to they. They like to dry down during between water. Yeah, there's some there's some effective bougainvillea growers that uh, let them wilt in between. Oh yeah, and it uh, doesn't phase them, and they do a good job of blooming. But yeah, you definitely don't want them to stay damp all the time. You want that uh, what first first joint or half an inch to dry out for sure. Right. Oh my God, that's what I've been doing. I keep the dog on things watered every other day. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, okay, uh, what what do you suggest? Well, well do, just when when it dries out. The, the the good news is you don't you don't have to worry about them getting too dry. Yeah, you've, you've you, always you've always got time to get a bougainvillea 
watered. Yeah, if you wilt it down a little bit, uh, it'll come right back. Okay. Alrighty. Cool. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm, I'm serious. If, if I ever call back, I'm going to call myself Big Dummit, and you all know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. I thank you all Thanks so for, uh, much. You're, you're very you entertaining and wonderful. Good day. Thanks thank for the you. nice words, man. You take care. 210-308-8867. See, we get nice. We got the nicest listeners. Yeah. Ronnie's <laughs> on the line at 210-308-8867. Ronnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Um, Good. What's going on? I heard your show, I think it was last weekend, on the gentleman that was uh, interested or trying to repopulate the native hill country, the rare native hill country plants. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing, uh, specifically Blanco crab apple. Yeah. Um, I, I have bought some at some of these plant sales and planted them on my place. I'm not so certain the, this is a true Blanco crab apple. My question is, is there a place where I can send some uh, material, some of the plant material, and positively identify that as a true Blanco crab apple? The Blanco crab apple, uh, I, had, I used to have four in my backyard there in, in uh, Leon Valley. And uh, they lived to be quite old. But uh, I forget where I got those plants. Uh, I, I might have gotten them from Lynn Lowry. He, he was a big uh, Blanco crabapple person. And at one time, I think that thing was on the endangered uh, plant list. Yeah. What about the yes. ladybird? Is Ladybird Johnson wildflower or the... The center is that the place that you deal with? Is is there? My question is: Can they? Is there some place, a lab somewhere, that I can genetically? In other words, if these aren't oh. true Blanco crab apples that I have, I want to get rid of them. Um, I don't want them to cross because I I have some true crab apples that I've grown from seeds from a wild tree. I, I don't want to destroy these trees I have. If they are true Blanco crab apples, if they're not, I don't want them to cross with my true Blanco crab apples. Is there any place that does genetic testing that can tell no. me? No. Well, there are, no. you know, a, a, typ- no. a typical university that has a fruit program could do it, but it would have to like, be, you'd have to do some exploration to find who, who could do it. And that might be the yeah. first, the first call might be at A&M at the horticulture yep, or... There, or at the uh, at the Lady Bird Johnson, and find out who who they might if they knew of somebody that would do that, or or a laboratory yeah. at one of the universities. Yeah. Who? Uh, where did you get? Where did you get these Blanco crab apples? Oh what nursery? I, I bought them at the at the plant sale the uh, in Kendall County there in Barney at the at the uh, the name escapes me, but. The, the at the native plant sale there they have it every year in Kendall County there at the fairgrounds and I bought them there. I know there are different varieties of crab apples. The, yeah. the ones that I have that I bought there, they don't look quite the same as the as the wild trees that I have access to. I and I just want to be sure those are true Blanco crab apples. 
I, if I had to bet, and I, since you got them from uh, the hill country and a native plant group in the hill country, and it is a crab apple, that it is a black old crab apple because crab apples don't grow down here very well. That, yeah. In fact, in fact, as far as I know, uh, that's the only crab apple that'll that'll grow down here. Okay. Uh, and oh. the, re- re- the reason I'm familiar with them is because uh, uh, Dr. Laura Shreve, who used to be a pomologist uh, for this era, he's passed away now, but uh, he was collecting, and I might have gotten the trees from him. He was collecting black oak crab apples to use as a rootstock for regular apples uh, because okay. he thought that uh, that the black oak crab apple was resistant to cotton root rot, uh-huh. which it, which it is not. Yeah, he proved that really? pretty pretty uh, good. Your your comment, he thought, <laughs> uh, kind of, but uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the pro- problem we have, we have, the black old crab apple has in the wild is they're eaten off by deer yes. and and stuff. Yes, yeah. And so to I, find a wild stand, uh, you kind of it's kind of interesting. I, I know where there are two wild stands of them. I know uh, my neighbor's got. Uh, He's got a stand. It's gonna. It's gonna create a thicket. I got him to fence it. That tree is probably a hundred years old. He's in his eighties. He said that tree's been there as long as he can remember. I got him to fence around it, and now there's Good. sprouts coming up in there. By they're coming up thick in there. Of course, the deer, the cattle, everything will eat those off immediately. Right. I mean, they, uh, the deer love them. But he's, he's fenced around it. He, he'll have a thicket there eventually. Uh, how a lot how of large them. is the largest stem? Um, the, the the mother tree? Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe three or four inches, but it doesn't look healthy. Oh. I mean, it, like I said, it, he's, he's in his 80s. He says it's been there as long as he can remember. I'd say oh. that tree's maybe 100 years old. Um, but it, it, what's so inspiring is all those little root spouts that are coming up. Yeah. Yeah, now you dig, the, you dig those and you'll have the true Blanco crab out. Uh, you know, I've tried to dig them. I dug some last year and I probably dug 10 of them. I, one survived, but he gave me some seeds last year from the crab apples and I've got okay. five of them in pots. I've got five That'll of them work. in pots now. But what I'm That'll worried work. about is I'm going to reestablish them, trying to reestablish them on my property. But if the trees I've planted from the nursery shelves, if that's not a true blank, I don't want them to cross. So, but uh, I'm trying to establish, are those really true Blanco crab apples? Uh, because I want well, to make sure i got a pure strain. Then you'll, you'll, you'll have to just do some exploration, I think, to get yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, find I'll, somebody. I'll call A&M. I'll call a Good yeah, deal. Sounds good. Call, call if, uh, if you can find out, call the... Native Plant Society there, and ask them the source of the plants you have. Okay, I'll do that. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll that's, bet. A, that's the best way to do. It. I'll bet he belongs to the Native Plant. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, good good luck, you take Thanks care. For the info. I appreciate it. Enjoy your you show. You bet. 
Thank okay. you, man. You, my bad. Joseph is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Joseph, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Fine, sir. Fine. I, I listen to you guys every week. I never have called in. Um, well, glad to have you. I a small garden. I have planted a small garden, and I wanted to make pickles, so I planted a bunch of cucumbers and some tomatoes. And um, the cucumbers were doing real well, and then all of a sudden, uh, they quit. The flowers are there, but they didn't do any more uh, cucumbers. And if, if some did come out, they were deformed. And I don't know if something's doing something to them, an animal or a bug or anything. Do you have any suggestions? Did uh, that this occurred when the weather turned hot, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's been raining a lot, so you know, I don't know if it's a rain. <laughs> yeah. You know. Did you uh, did you see a whiting a white substance on the leaves? No, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't notice. The wind. Another the, thing. The leaves stayed healthy. Huh? Seems, but it looks like some of the flowers. Uh, there was a bunch of flowers, and then they kind of dried up. You know. Uh, right. One yeah. Plant. We have male flowers and female flowers on on cucumbers and cantaloupes and things like that. And uh, usually when the weather turns hot or adverse weather conditions, uh, the plant will revert back to having all male flowers. Oh. And then after they bloom, they dry up. And you don't have any cucumbers. No cucumbers. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's uh, weather-related. So is he, if the leaves look good, can he just be patient with it? Will it come back or not? Not in the heat. No, no but no. I mean, we, so it's already cool. How about, the, how about the tomatoes? I don't understand. Some of the tomatoes um, kind of like a brown spot on the bottom, like on the flat, like a uh, yeah. like the size of a half a dollar. And yeah. It turned brown. I yeah. don't know what that could have been. That's blossom and rot, and uh, it it occurred. We had we had about twenty five varieties of tomatoes growing in the field, and every one of those varieties had had that uh, black spot on the bottom of the first fruit. Uh, uh-huh. Something something in the weather uh, caused that blossom and rot to occur, but after that first fruit which is the first fruit that ripens, by the way, because it's been damaged. Uh, but uh, after that first or second fruit, the rest of the tomatoes are okay. Yeah, I, I, I did get them a couple of tomatoes the other day that didn't, didn't have it. You know, okay. Uh, yeah, that was that I'm was not something. That much tomato, you know. Yeah, that was something. Uh, some, what kind? Some kind of weather condition caused that. What kind of what kind of tomatoes were you growing? You know, I grew some. I grew some different ones. I bought them from. Uh, I think they were H E B. They had a bunch of different ones out there. You know, some. I have ones that look kind of weird. Uh, they're kind of long and. Uh, I don't know how they look. Roma. You know what? The, they're not the Roma, but they're. They look. You know, like similar to the shape of a Roma, but I don't yeah. know what kind they are. No, okay. No. Well, if you if you want to have better better luck, you uh, you might want to try the recommended varieties that have 
gone through the testing program that Jerry runs. Yeah, that, I, I did. I, you know, I, I was going to call in when I when I bought these, but so hard to do, so I didn't, and I just ended up yeah. buying two or three different varieties, and who knows if I got the right ones, you know. And what some, are, some, sometimes, like this year, the blossom end rod will show up. It doesn't matter what you right. got. If you, but then, then uh, other times, there's some, those recommended varieties. They've been they've kind of proven themselves capable of uh, performing in the in our kind of weather and our kind of soil. So it makes it a little which one is, easier. Which one would you recommend? If I uh, well, there's uh, the tycoon. Uh, uh, and celebrity, celebrity, and uh, celebrity. The one I can never the other one that's uh, <laughs> Valley Cat, Valley Cat, BHN nine sixty eight, the Cherry, yeah, and then our uh, uh, eighty eight forty forty nine, and our uh, our other rodeo tomato from last year. So every year, every spring and every fall, there'll be a whole set, new set of recommended varieties, and in fact, uh, we'll start recommending those for planting in That'll after be, mid of July. Be coming up pretty quick. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, but, I, I, I'm going to do that. Uh, should, is there any way I can do anything to get the, 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 the cucumbers? Should I um, maybe plant some seeds in a pot or something, and then try to redo it? I don't know. You can plant cucumbers again in uh, August for the August. fall. Yeah, August for the fall. Yeah, I wanted and then, to make pickles, and I ended up not getting enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, plant them. Plant them again in the fall and uh, in August. And uh, you should do. You should. Uh, you could have a good uh, fall crop. Yeah, that's what I'll do then. And then uh, I planted dill, and that it, it went crazy. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you get any uh, black swallowtails laying eggs there and chewing up all the dill? What what, no. what are they now? Black swallowtails, the big worm. Yeah, they're n- notorious caterpillars. They find dill and parsley and fennel. They're colorful oh, worms. I did, I did, oh, I did, gosh, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice yeah. them. But, uh, what, well, what, oh, yeah, you would have noticed if they were there. <laughs> uh, it's just we, we were, always, uh, were always talking a lot about butterflies and the plants that attract them. That's why it was surprising you mentioned that without. I saw, you know, but, butterflies work coming around and I didn't know if they were coming because of the dill or tomatoes or yeah. what. But, uh, yeah, well, a lot of times it is because of the dill. All right, good luck. Yeah, i got to run to a break. Right, Thanks guys. for calling. Thank you. Ed, we're going to talk so to you right after the break, you bet. Uh, so hang on the line. We'll be back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You know, one of the things Millburgers does to make sure that you and your whole family have a great gardening experience is they offer children's gardening classes. These are classes designed to help your kids understand the world of gardening, not just gardening, but also those things around gardening that make it more enjoyable. 
for instance, birds. That's why Millburgers is having their gardening class for children, their children's gardening class, on the Birds of Prey. This is the last chance forever Birds of Prey exhibit, and it's absolutely amazing the birds they bring out. But your kids will learn about nature and about these wonderful, wonderful animals. To make your reservation, call 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Make your reservation. Or for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. In fact, MillburgerNursery.com is the place to go for all the events that are happening at Millburgers. And to find out what's on sale, that's MillburgerNursery.com. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. This is Larry Elder, and no matter what kind of plumbing problem you're experiencing, Texas Plumbing Diagnostics and their technicians have the skill set and dedication to bring your home back into ship-shape condition. And you'll love their flat-rate pricing for standard repairs. Call Dixie Bishop. She's passionate about serving you when you have a plumbing problem. Whether it's a water heater, water leak, or clogged drain line, Texas Plumbing Diagnostics respond to your emergency stat. God bless Texas and Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. And here's Dixie Bishop. At Texas Plumbing Diagnostics, we'll find your plumbing problem and we'll fix your problem. Call 210-698-9790 or find us at tpdtx.com for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Do we really want war with Iran? That country has shot down a second U.S. drone. Iran says it was over Iranian airspace. The U.S. says it was in international waters. Whom to believe? We've been down this road before, most notably with Iraq, where supposedly ironclad intelligence said Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Then there was the Gulf of Tonkin incident in the 1960s, which got us deeper and deeper into the Vietnam War. U.S. and Israeli policy is that Iran will never get a nuclear weapon. Iran has threatened to resume enrichment of uranium next week. Did it ever stop? There are reports the Pentagon may launch a tactical strike against Iran's nuclear facilities, but many are buried deep in the ground and might not be destroyed. What would Iran's response be to such an attack? The mullahs have vowed to attack Israel if that happens. Iranian agents are believed to be in this country. Would they attack civilians? All of these questions must be asked and answered before we get ourselves any deeper in endless Middle East wars. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Ed's on the line, and he's got a question. Ed, thank you for your patience. What's going on today, Ed? How can we help you? Oh, I need, had a question about the big-tooth maple, the kind that are up on, uh, that grow at Lost Maples. Uh, right. I have one of those, and it's producing the seeds, but I need, I'd like to know what your opinion is on the best way to try to germinate them oh you had the seed yes I, I have a tree and it and it's producing seed oh okay uh, as I recall the the way they the way the, the way they originally started uh, collecting uh, uh, Baxter Adams up in uh, up in the town of Medina uh, they would go out in the uh, wild and dig the seedlings. Uh, uh, as I remember it, uh, the seed is very difficult to germinate, if not impossible. And I think it has a double or triple a dormancy uh, associated with the seed. About the best you can do is... Uh, is so quite a few seed in uh, in some potting mix and uh, try to keep it moist but not wet keep it in the shade and see if they'll germinate it okay. seemed it seemed that uh, they had better luck getting the seed off the ground you know that maybe a year old than they did uh, taking the seed out of the uh, out of off or directly off of the tree now this is recalling uh, 30 years ago but uh, I, I don't know uh, of course Baxter's uh, not in that anymore not doing that anymore he was the one that grew the apples in the hill country but uh, all uh, all the trees that he sold were dug out of the wild because the seeds were so hard to germinate. All right. But you could you could try, try Jerry's recommendation and see what you get. Yeah. It's and, just, and be prepared to leave them there for a year or yeah. two. It reminds it reminds me a little bit like te- Texas mountain laurel. If right. You got, if you got the plant right there. You always got these seedlings coming up, right? But when you're trying to plant the seeds, <laughs> they never do what you want them to do. But and I think the big tooth maple is the same. They ha- they're all over my uh, son-in-law's front yard. Really? The, where he's got the, the maple uh, mountain laurel, big yeah. mountain. Oh yeah, laurel. the mountain laurel. Yeah. They're in the grass. They're in the ground covers. Uh, it's a pretty little seedling. Yeah. Well, you'd swear that they were <laughs> they were a. Uh, Invasive, Invasive plant, plant. <laughs> yeah, but well, they really, had, really aren't. I've had fairly good luck with the mountain laurel as far as the germinating them. Uh, Did you, have you ever tried the same? Well, I guess the, I guess we don't see think see the maple as a coated. They don't have a coating. Yeah, no. It's just right. uh, there's some kind of chemistry reaction in there. As I as I remember. We tried everything. Uh, working with Lone Star Growers, which eventually turned into Colors Pop. 
and uh, the great plantsman Lynn Lowry was working for Lone Star, and uh, as was Greg Grant, and uh, we all tried to figure out ways to. We even scarified the seed, like you're talking about, with acid, but uh, we couldn't break that dormancy code. Huh. Ed, we got to run. Give us a call tomorrow if you had some more questions on this. Okay. Thanks, sir. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks oh, to Al no. for doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. We're going to be back here tomorrow. Thanks to our listeners in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> we have one. Uh, and, of course, thanks to you here in San Antonio for listening. On behalf of the docs, uh, we're going to be... And thanks to our faithful hummingbird. Look at that. that hummingbird is working. She has stayed on that porterweed the whole time. We'll see you tomorrow I'm on The Answer. I'm ready to get obese. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.